0: Frank Ling
1: and I'm Charles Lee,
0: and you're listening to the Grok Science Show.
1: That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and the effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Stephen Kowalski will join us to discuss creative together. So stay tuned for all of this, plus the Grokatron 5000, and our world famous question a week coming right up here on the Grok's Science Show. back to the Grox Science Show. Well, it's an era of rapid change and disruption. We're going to be called upon to innovate like never before. Joining us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Stephen Kowalski. Dr. Kowalski is a leading voice in the global movement for conscious creativity with more than 25 years of experience as an organizational development expert. He works with clients to shape organizational cultures and reinvigorate how teams co-create new value. He has penned the new book, Creative Together, Sparking Innovation in the New World of Work. Dr. Kowalski, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Great to be here, Charles. Well, inspiring book that you put together, Creative Together, and what sort of sparking innovation. Curious why you decided to put the book together.
0: Well, I've been watching people through the years. Creativity has been my passion for my whole life, uh, and I've been watching people through the years kind of disadvantaging themselves by walking around with this old story of what creativity is and who they are as a creator. So I felt like it was time to bring all that experience forward and and help people shift from this old story to a new story of of what creativity is and how we can get better at creating together.
1: Is it more pressing today that we become creative?
0: Well, I think it's way more pressing that we get creative together. And I talk about this in the book. There's really a shift to a more collaborative style of creativity where we're co-creating. And, you know, we, we just can't bring forward the kind of innovations and scale them the way we need to in this very complicated, complex, uh, volatile world, without doing that together. So you know, maybe people think, "Oh, I'm not really that creative," or maybe they think, "Hey, I'm really creative and and I'm doing cool stuff. I'm bringing it forward." Doing that alone won't work anymore. And we've just got to start to uh, leave the old myth behind that we create alone and get better at creative creating together.
1: Are organizations also beginning to adapt to this fact that now we're harnessing this creative potential of groups?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I see more and more cross-functional teams who are pioneering as part of what they're bringing forward. Sometimes when you work on a team and you're in your own department or maybe with the familiar folks you typically work with, it's one thing, it might be easier because it's familiar, but more and more I'm seeing teams come together from really across the value chain and bring forward new products, new services, and innovations uh, that require them to step into the unknown together. And I think, you know, we've all sort of shifted to a a more of a teaming model for innovation. And that's when our own uh, way of creating can get in the way of teams co-creating.
1: For those people who don't think of themselves as necessarily that creative, how can they begin to start unlocking that or fostering that kind of creativity within themselves?
0: Yeah, the first thing is to shift from this old story. So in the old story, creativity is an ability, and you know if you dig under the surface, even when you hear people say, "Well, I think everyone's creative," when you dig under the surface, you find out where people are still really thinking about creativity as an ability that's distributed across the population, you know, and and so there's some people who think I'm not a, I'm not that creative. There's some people who think, "Hey, I'm highly creative." Others, most of us are kind of in the middle, and so the old story says it's an ability. Um And maybe we're creative, but m- maybe not as much as others, or, or, you know, there's this whole comparison mentality, right? In the new story, creativity is a potential, which means that it's there for all of us, and it's dependent on the circumstances. It's the circumstances that give rise to our creativity, not whether we have it as an ability or not. That's the first part, uh, you know, it's sort of shifting to this new story. It's a totally different way of thinking about it. And once I kind of shift into that new story, I have what I call in Creative Together proactive creative accountability. I can actually bring my creativity more consciously to bear on the challenges and opportunities that I'm facing with others at work and in my life. Uh, So so there's a, once I shift to the new story, which is part of Adventure One, then I have to start to take more responsibility for the fact that I have this incredible potential and it's up to me to either shift the circumstances to make uh, make them more, you know, fostering of, of creativity or, uh, you know, shift the environment out there to help make it possible for all of us to create together more effectively.
1: Of advice for people in terms of being to foster that the shift in the environment?
0: Well, the, the key is creativity is activated at the intersection of purpose, possibility, and constraint. A lot of us think that creativity is about coming up with new ideas. That's actually only part of it. Creativity is activated in response to a clear, meaningful purpose. What I mean by purpose is why we need to change from the status quo. If the old way isn't working, if the legacy systems are not uh, delivering results, if uh, managers and leaders, the old way of managing and leading isn't working, you know, there's so many things that, uh, that might give rise or be a purpose why our creativity is activated. But purpose is the thing that starts the whole engine. And then once we have a clear purpose, like increase customer satisfaction while reducing the cost of delivery, uh, if we have a clear purpose like that, then what happens is we toggle back and forth and kind of dance in the intersection between possibilities and constraints. And that's what creativity is really about. So my tips would be make sure your purpose is clear and is actually meaningful to you and others in the organization. And then, you know, allow possibilities to bloom, but also see those in the context of feasibility and viability, you know, the constraints that we face.
1: Even uh, coming to agreement on that purpose can be a little bit of a challenge and it might require a bit of creativity in itself.
0: Well, that's a that's a real difference between sort of creating alone in my basement or attic, you know, or hiding myself out in a little part of the organization where I'm kind of ring-fenced and creating together. Creating together really requires that we come up with that shared purpose and we invest in that being meaningful for everyone. Otherwise, the obligations and the urgencies of day-to-day are, are just going to override the reason why our creativity might show up.
1: And that really transitions really into into the second part of the adventure is getting creative together and identifying how you yourself fit in this shared purpose uh, uh, of creating something towards that goal.
0: Absolutely. You know, co-creating is not just about sort of collaborating in some of the old ways we thought about it. Sometimes collaborating, I've watched people talk about collaborating. Collaborating sometimes means, you know, I'm sharing what I'm working on with you so you know what I'm doing and maybe like that's a way of defending myself or or making sure you don't step into my turf or oh I've done my job I've let you know what I'm working on but that's not actually really collaborating or it's certainly not co-creating when we're co-creating we're jointly producing a, a tangible value new value that couldn't have been produced alone. And, and it's harder. It's not the same as as trying to go in alone or, or in a small ring fence group.
1: Organizational structures they they tend to be mired in hierarchies, uh, organizational sludge, as you call it.
0: Sure. I mean, in in creative together, I talk about a few ways we need to meet the organizational sludge uh, that we're 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 surely going to encounter as we change the status quo. You know, there's resistance, there's protecting, there's territorialism. There's just, sometimes there's just bad actors, people who are who are uh, motivated by some of uh, the, the reasons that are not generous or generative, right? So, uh, you know, in Creative Together, I talk about these different um, trappings of organizational life and how we can start to experiment, how we can uh, we can start to understand resistance and the different kinds of resistance. We can reduce our own behavior for credit seeking as part of a contribution to reducing credit seeking and protection across the organization. So there's so many things we can do. Oftentimes, it actually starts with me, with each of us stepping forward in a new way of creating together that, that opens the door for others to, to do that as well.
1: Sort of leading co-creation from any seat is empowering all the individuals really to be uh, equal players in the, in this act of creation.
0: So important that we can share leadership when we're co-creating, you know, these hierarchical leadership structures where power is centralized at some top and we tend to look up to that top for so many things like direction and guidance and, uh, you know, permission and so many things like that, that get in the way of creating together. Uh, so we, we really do need to rethink uh, our concepts, construct of leadership. In in Creative Together, I propose that actually leadership may be uh, a potential as well as creativity. And we've kind of thought about leadership as a, as an ability as well. So if we think about leadership as a potential, that means that the need for leadership shows up in response to the circumstances. And anyone can bring forward that potential as needed. It should be fluid.
1: Good examples of where this has been done most effectively.
0: Well, there's so many teams working right now to uh, you know to increase how uh, they can get creative together. Uh, teams in automotive industry, teams in life sciences. Uh, you know, I was re- recently working with a team at, at PDS. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter what domain, what industry uh, you're working within. Um, you know, there are teams that have to bring forward. Uh, new services, new products, new innovations. And and by the way, innovation is very simple. It's just new value. Innovation is simply new value. So, you know, someone turning the, you know, turning light bulbs on or, or changing the light bulbs can innovate as easily as someone who's inventing a new product or, or uh, you know, designing a new service for folks. So it can show up anywhere. And, and you know, we're seeing teams start to uh, really explore how they're creating together, understand their creative styles, start to share leadership. Uh, I know uh, organizations that are breaking apart the leadership piece of their hierarchy and breaking it into different components and distributing it so that it becomes a little bit more normalized and everyone's participating in leadership. So there's some good examples of folks who are playing around with some of these concepts to try to open open things up. Is there
1: anything particularly surprising to you, the whole idea of creating together?
0: I think what was surprising to me was how often people stop, how often the organizational sludge, the trappings of Trying to uh, create inside of social systems with all of the crap that goes on. Uh, excuse my French, but I, I I've been surprised by how often people stop. How often they let the obstacles and the constraints stop them. I mean, there are enough obstacles and constraints just to bring forward the thing we want to work on, right? When we're also dealing with hurdles that are that we might call organizational sludge, that adds a whole layer and. I just watch people getting burned out, getting tired of of what they what seems like swimming upstream and stopping. And and oftentimes it has a long term effect on whether they'll you know uh, initiate creative behavior again, whether they'll engage their creativity again. Because if if the organization is not a safe place for me to bring that forward with others, uh, then I'm gonna just stop over time. That's been surprising. Maybe not unexpected, but surprising.
1: Or areas where there, there are these deep divisions we're creating together to really solve real problems is, is a heavy lift. I mean, can, can this sort of be applied broadly? In-
0: well, it can be applied everywhere. The question is, uh, are people willing? And, you know, again, back to some of what we were talking about with the organizational sludge and the politics and the credit seeking and the resistance and the protecting, all those things that come into play right? We have important work to do in this world. Uh, things are broken. Uh, things need to be rethought for the future. Uh, there are some big challenges we're facing collectively and uh, within companies, you know, as, as humans on this planet, in addition to inside of our companies, uh, staying viable, staying ahead of, you know, of what's changing, right? So the, the rationale for getting creative together couldn't be stronger than it is today, whether or not we have the will, um, and whether or not we have the personal uh, strength to learn to let go sometimes, uh, learn to embrace someone else's priorities, uh, build some of that generosity, stand together instead of, uh, instead of competing, right? I mean, these are, these are shifts that will, will be challenging, uh, but the, the hope and the promise uh, that we can is there.
1: I mean, you close with uh, your third adventure is really the steps forward, leaping forward, as you put it.
0: You know, this is a practice every day, what what I call conscious creativity, which really just means I'm clear about my intention for why I want my creativity to come forward. And I'm paying attention to how it's showing up and how I can, you know, how I can use it more effectively. So conscious creativity is a daily practice. It's not something, you know, that we're going to attain and then, you know, just sort of coast. Um, and so is creative accountability, where we start to see the ways we can make things better and instead of like turning up, uh, you know, turning away or, or just sort of like kicking the can down the road, we actually invest in doing something about it right so adventure three is really about taking these principles and doing the daily practice of, of making a difference with our creative potential.
1: Well, this is really is a great book. We are running slightly out of time. I'm just curious maybe to close if uh, you have some final words uh, regarding the book, Creative Together.
0: Well, uh, you know, it's a journey. It's an adventure, right? And the first part's really the inner journey, that first adventure. It's an inner journey. And, you know, uh, it takes some resolution to really shift our mindset about what creativity is where and when it shows up and and how we can change the story of who we are as creators. The reason to do that inner work is so that we can be more effective as we create with others. Uh, we don't create alone. Creativity really must be shared and we can get better at creating together. So those are maybe some final thoughts uh, from, from, creative, from the book, Creative Together, that I'd love uh, listeners to take away.
1: We were talking with Dr. Stephen Kowalski, his new book, Creative Together, sparking innovation in the new world of work. Dr. Kowalski, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show.
0: Thank you so much. Great to be with you.